M. <laughs> Let me tell you what a dork I am. Okay. Forever. I was like, I want to be famous only, only because I want to go on Dancing with the Stars. I, I want to wear the outfits and shake my ass. Well, listen, you can come over to my house anytime. I've got a ton of those, okay? So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I am, um, I'm feeling so much more like myself. I'm sure you've seen and heard like that I'm doing IVF and I'm kind of in the last stages of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm now like not on so many medications now. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling more like Peter, not exactly like Peter, but more like Peter and it can destroy some people. You know, it's, it's a very big sort of epidemic right now with social media and young kids and teenagers and stuff like that. Luckily I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but you know, there were definitely times where I was like, oh, wow, that, that hit hard, you know? Hit, yeah. Yeah. So, but your first, so your first though, you got pregnant naturally. Yes. It, first time we tried, got pregnant, um, had a healthy baby boy. Nothing was wrong. Everything was great. Great pregnancy, no sickness, nothing. And then the f next time I got pregnant was also the first time we tried again. So we were just like, oh my God, this is amazing. You're you know? fertile myrtle here. Fertile myrtle, first time we try every time. And then, um, you know, three weeks later, I had my first miscarriage or two weeks later. So um, yeah. And that was your first time ever. <laughs> that was my first time ever, October, 2020. Yeah. It, oh just, like, it was like the pandemic cherry on the top, you know, everything else, you know, all the stress and anxiety of a pandemic and then bam, here's a miscarriage for you, you know? <laughs> but then you're like, okay, we're just going to keep trying, keep going naturally. It's just like a glitch. Some, you know, next time will be a good one. Yeah. I, um, I definitely wanted to keep trying naturally because I was listening to everybody around me, which was, you know, it's just a bad egg, Peter. Don't yeah. worry about it. Bad eggs happen all the time. You're 34. You know, these things happen. It's the stress of the pandemic. It's the stress at Dancing with the Stars that did it. You know, all of these things. But deep down, I really did know. And that's something that I've kind of learned about myself throughout my 35 years is that sometimes I don't li listen to my first initial voice that says to me, go see a doctor, Peter. And I put it behind me, you know, I listened to everybody else, you know, even Max. Max was a very big advocate for Peter. Stop it. You're fine. It's just one miscarriage. We're fine. Let's move on. You know, and I listened to that and others and, you know, in hindsight, I really do wish that I went to see a specialist straight away. But even then, I've had friends that say you can't see a specialist until you've had two miscarriages and you've been trying for a year and a half or something like that. What? So. There's a lot of stuff that goes into Everybody it. has an opinion, right? They're like assholes. Everybody has one, right? I mean, yeah. and by the way, listening to our husbands, you know, is the first thing that we should not do because they're just like dumb and dumber, right? Anything he says, I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually do the opposite because you said <laughs> Right. And, in, and, and now he's like, oh my God. Yeah, we should have gone straight away. But, so know. then you just kept trying and it was just miscarriages. Yeah, I kept trying and it took me eight or nine months to get pregnant again. And I think every one of those months, I checked myself hoping that I would be pregnant and I would try. Um, 
and that was dreadful like that was so traumatic to put myself through that every month you know like hoping and praying and wishing and it it wasn't good for me mentally I should have taken a good four months off trying and you know like just let it happen but um yeah it took me nine months and then again it happened I think I only had it the you know I found out for only 48 hours and it was gone so um and every time Max has been out and away, it's crazy. Like Max has not been here. Oh, I know. You know, I was, just, I was just thinking that. So you're going through this and he's freaking in the middle of a freaking war. Like that was it, the it, last one. Yeah. yeah. So you're dealing with all this and you're dealing with your man in the middle of this madness. I mean, yeah. It was, how was that? I mean, I can imagine how it was. Yeah, I mean, well, wait, sorry. So my third miscarriage didn't happen when he was in the war. He was in Ukraine, though, before the war began. Um, so I was also um, in hospital at the time when I got the, the results. I had COVID and I got it really, really badly. I had just seen him in Ukraine for three days. I flew there to um catch my ovulation window and i had it was the last hour that i was there in the three days the last hour we did it we got pregnant i didn't know it i was so sick and i didn't know that i had COVID either either so i flew back home i started getting really really bad like i ended up calling an ambulance for myself which i've never done in my life and i was it was the worst time. I've got to say that was really, really terrible. And I went to hospital and that's where they told me because they did all these blood tests. I stayed in overnight. I was so bad. And the doctor came in and his face dropped and he's like, I've got news. And I'm like, what? I thought he was going to say something terrible. You've got cancer. You're, I don't know, something really bad. And he said, you're pregnant. Did you know? And I said, no, I didn't. And Max was actually, I've got my phone here. He was on speakerphone on my chest when the doctor came in because he was in Ukraine like trying to speak to me because he was still working on his TV shows there and I was dying in hospital so um I burst out into tears thinking oh my god I'm pregnant but then I realized that three or four days before I had gotten my period and it was early and it was heavy and I just I knew that I had just had a miscarriage but the hormones were still at a level there where they could test and it still looked like I was pregnant so it was a happy moment for like five seconds and then I realized no and I told the doctors listen I know I'm not pregnant you need to just retest me in like 12 hours and they did and And that was was it yeah I mean look at isn't it crazy like what you will literally fly to another country to get in, to get it in. <laughs> I did. I was just like, this is it. And I actually, I do believe in my heart that that would have been a great pregnancy if I didn't have COVID, but my body just couldn't cope with both. I was so ill. And that's what the doctor said. He was like, you know, usually my age group, you know, like we were kind of fine. Like all my friends had COVID and they had it for one day and then they were fine living at home for the quarantine. And me, I got it. And I was, 
I couldn't get up off the floor. I was so bad. That's why I called the ambulance. But he said that that's because you were pregnant also dealing with this and it, my, your body couldn't do both. You got COVID going to Ukraine, you think? I think I got it there or going on the plane. Um, but in three days, of course, it didn't show up in a test because I had to test there and test on the way back for the flight and it didn't show. So, yeah. See what happens when you try to go have sex with your husband? Nothing good <laughs> ever comes out of having sex with your husband. I tell my husband this every day. Don't you just listen to me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See, I just should not be having sex. <laughs> you should not be having sex across the globe. <laughs> so then he's still there and all this happens. And he's like, I got to stay here and fight the fight. Yeah. And what were you like? No, I want you home and safe. Well, so um, just to give you like a clear timeline. So he, he came home after that. Um, I guess it was maybe three weeks later or something. Um, but so the war didn't break out for another couple months. That's when he oh. went back. He went back for another Ukraine trip for another TV show. And that's when it all happened. Um, yeah, it but was terrible. How was that though for you? Because it's like, listen, you want to be there, right? And you know, he wants to do something and he went like, this is his kind like, I get it. He's passionate about this, but you're also like, okay, realistically, like you're my baby daddy. You're my man. I don't know if I want you there. Like how that couldn't have been easy for you guys. No, it wasn't easy. And you know, it was around Valentine's day um, where he would come back periodically. It was like a three month stint, but he would come back every two weeks to see me. And he came back for Valentine's day and surprised me, which was amazing. And then that's when Biden, President Biden got out and said, all Americans need to leave Ukraine. And so we have a ton of connections in Ukraine. Obviously the, um, the TV show executives and the production companies and everything. And they were all saying, Max, you're fine it's not going to begin. Like there's, they're bluffing type of thing. Look at Ukraine, everybody's out. And it was, Ukraine was, and that was the scariest thing. Ukraine was absolutely normal. People were walking on the streets in hotels. Like it was a normal day when the war began and when they decided to invade. So I let him go back and we, we rang everybody. We rang, um, you know, people in government, blah, blah, blah. Everyone said, fine, right? So I let him go back and um, it was like the worst decision that we ever did because in, I think it was three days or something, he called me and it, he was racing, packing his bags around his hotel room with tears in his eyes. He's like, I got to leave. I got to leave now. I got to go. And I just, I get chills just like, because they were trying to get to literally where his hotel was. His hotel was in the center of Kiev where um, the government building was, if, if you're going to call it that, like the government official building. So they, that was their end goal was to take over Kiev. And he was right there. So um, we had to, in that moment, he looked out his window and he showed me and I saw the massive street of cars and people trying to leave and I said how are you get in the car now get in the fucking car sorry I'm allowed, I'm allowed to swear oh my god you can say whatever you want okay. you can sit here with no clothes on you can do whatever the hell you want here it's a free space baby 
Okay. I was just like literally screaming at him, get in the fucking car now, get in anybody's car, get in, start driving. But of course the drive, it was um, middle of winter, snowing. The drive was a whole day or something like a 24 hour to 48 hour drive. And people were getting stuck in the snow. They were running out of gas. They were freezing in their cars because there's only one gas station and then you're out for miles. You're out for a whole day. So if you lose, you know, run out of gas, whatever, there's, there's no hope for you. So people were staying in their cars, trying to stay dry and warm. Um, so his production company told him, don't leave now. We'll leave in the next morning. Again, he should have left. He should have done something, gotten in any car. But of course, also the, there's so much to tell you, but like, they were like, no, you're max. You can't get in anybody's car because they can rob you. They can hold you at gunpoint because you know, they know who you are. Yeah, who you are. He's quite a big face over there. Everybody knows him. Um, so there was just so many obstacles to overcome. And he ended up staying, I think nine days, um, sheltering in bomb shelter in a hotel. So um, yeah, it was an agonizing week and a half on the couch for me. Just, I was just CNN, Fox, CNN, Fox, going between ABC, everything, just trying to see stuff. And the scariest moment for me, I'll leave it at this, sorry. It's just such a long story, but um, was when he said, they're telling me to turn my lights out. Everybody has to go dark because they're coming. They're coming, I love you, they're coming. I gotta turn off my phone. Don't call me. If you call me, I'm going to be in trouble. They're going to see my phone light up. And I was just like shaking just because every night the sirens would blare in Kiev and they would be like, rrr, 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 you know, and they're coming, you know, but thank God they didn't make it into Kiev. They didn't take Kiev. And um, he was able to get on a train and leave. And thank God he's not a Ukrainian citizen anymore and hasn't been for years because if he was, they would have made him stay no way that's why he was able to leave that's the only reason why he was able to leave yeah because he hasn't got dual citizenship anymore he gave it up when he was 14 so um he hasn't had it for pretty much nearly 40 years so if they looked him up though and he had still had a current passport he would have been ordered to stay and fight yeah <laughs> who would have thought that was like a positive right like to to not have a dual, you know, from your country where you're from. And I was the one years ago where I was like, why don't you get it renewed? Like you're, you're, you know, Ukrainian and, oh, thank God he was like, nah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> See, that's why spouses just don't listen to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own thing, you know, wait a minute. So the production company though, so they're there. What are they doing? Are they with him, protecting him, helping him? Or they're just like, I'm just saving my ass. They had, so we had a plan in place. They had a car waiting. I mean, it wasn't much of a plan, but there was going to be a car, like a, you know, a car service, black car or whatever, coming to pick him up to take him in if anything comes. And that car service was still available, but there was no room on the roads. Like he, the car going? couldn't even get to him. You know, so um, everything was blocked. There's one road out. It's not like multiple roads lead to different areas. Um, and then also there was a lot of violence along the way. You know, people were getting stabbed, shot in their cars, you know, 
families were found on the side of roads. They were kicked out of their cars. I mean, it was absolutely br brutal, you know. So he feared that if he got in a car that he they were going to be attacked and he's going to put his life in danger. So that's why he just stayed in the bomb shelter. You're like, what do you do? It's shit here and it's shit here. I mean. Yep. <laughs> so thank God he could get on that train because I, I said to him, this is the day. I can't do it anymore. You got to leave. Like you got to somehow. And, you know, luckily he was able to, but he felt terrible though. And I mean, there was a lot of backlash. Um, obviously a lot of positivity, but a lot of backlash for him leaving, but people don't know that he's not a Ukrainian citizen since he, since he was 14. So his family is here. He grew up in the United States and, you know, it was ultimately, sorry to say, but his production's fault. They should never have allowed him to fly back in because right. they closed all the airports too. And when he told me that, I got a shiver down my spine. I was like, wait, you're saying you can't get out? And he's like, I can't get out. It was terrible. They had bombed all the airports too. In two days, they had bombed every airport, every naval base. So they, there was no way of people to leave. And know? he has not been back nor going back. He's been to Poland. He, um, he went to Poland to help on the borders um, and to also solidify the housing that we um, had purchased 10 houses. We built 10 houses in Ukraine for them. Um, it wasn't a lot, but each house can fit like 10 people. So 50 people now have a home. That is a lot. But, you know, um, I don't think he should go back yet. <laughs> That's, so th but you had already gone through all, all three miscarriages already happened. So now you're just in the, okay, we need to go and get professional help. Yes. With the pregnancy stuff at this point. Yes. So I had um, been under like a hormone specialist doctor for the last, um, for the last miscarriage after the second one and um, wasn't really doing anything. So um, I changed to an actual fertility specialist and um, he gave me a diagnosis straight away. He just said, yeah, I think you have PCOS. This is what it looks like. And I came out as I've said before, with a piece of paper. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I know what's wrong now. Like I, a sense of relief, just like all of those months waiting and not knowing, like, this is what it looks like. So let's try to steer myself in a direction where we can make this happen for ourselves instead of like looking around in the dark, not knowing anything. Isn't it crazy how just like getting something, like knowing the information instead of what is it? What's happening? Why, why, why? Like now you're like, oh shit, I don't want to have this, but at least I know I have it and I can like right. make steps to figuring out how to then move forward. Right. Yeah. Let's rectify this and move on, you know? And it's been, it's been amazing. Like, I can't believe I, I wish I did this a year and a half ago. I would have I would be pregnant with my third child by now, you know? Yeah, I mean? but you can't woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know? It's like, <sighs> you, you can't. Cause you know what? You could woulda, coulda, shoulda yourself to death, right? Yeah. Like about everything. I shoulda had Max not go here. I shoulda done this. I shoulda done this. Do you know, I had my own healthy baked goods business where I sold, I just ran it myself and I sold it to Whole Foods and I got some on Delta Airlines and like, I had this whole business that I did just myself. And I literally, my husband's like, let's have a kid. Let's have a kid. Let's have a kid. And I'm like, 
no, I'm doing like boss bitch stuff. Like I have my business. Yeah. I don't need a kid right now. And so two years I wait, we can't get pregnant. We can't get pregnant. I'm like, if had, I should yeah. started maybe, but it's just like, what are you going to do? You're going to live in that world of like, yeah, it's easy. happened. Had I done this? Yeah. I just know though that, you know, I'm very good at pushing that little voice aside sometimes. Yeah. And in the past three or four years, I've learned to just be more in tune with myself and really trust my gut with things rather than listen to other people too much. I was a very good listener to other people and taking people's advice. My whole childhood, I was very much a, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to say that, you know, you speak first, you know, like I was very much like that, like that. Why would they want to hear my opinion? And now as I've grown up, I've realized like how important your opinion is and how much your feelings are valid and how much you know yourself better than anybody. Totally. Well, and I can only imagine how many people you have in your ear. Like you have this and this and everybody has an opinion, right? Do Like you said, you can yeah. only go see a specialist, an IVF specialist, if you've had X yeah. amount of miscarriage. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it was honestly bullshit. I should have just went screw that. But anyway, we're going to look forward to be positive. <laughs> so now you have this, okay. You got how many, how many eggs again did they get? They retrieved 40 eggs. So <laughs> that is I know. insane. The nurses were like, Peter, like you're an egg farm. Like, would you consider donating? And I was like, wait, what is, what are you saying right now? Like, I was just not prepared for all these questions. And obviously, you know, I'm not going to do that right now, but, um, you know, half a bad, you know, automatically. Of course, of course. Egg, take out half like taxes you just take out half immediately (laughs) (laughs) in california yeah um and yeah then we went through the genetic process and um yeah right now we have babies made and fertilized and they're now called blastocysts i think um but we're very excited very excited so, okay. So you went through all that because, you know, each day it's like, you wait, you're like, okay, did this one go? Did this make it to embryo? Like, I remember it's like yeah. every day is a waiting game to see which sticks and makes it to like that, like what seventh day or whatever it is. Yeah. Seven or nine days or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was a little nerve wracking, but I tried to keep myself, um, busy, you know, obviously with another child already having shy, it's so much easier to keep yourself busy. Like if right. I was trying to get pregnant with my first, I think it would have been a much more different anxiety filled experience. But I think I just felt so calm throughout everything because I finally had my answers and this was my path. And I, I feel like I have no other choice. Right. So I feel calm and I feel fine about it. And, oh, oh, he didn't call today. Oh, okay. He's going to call tomorrow, you know? And, but when I got the call, um, he was like, are you sitting down? And I'm like, yes, why? And I, I, I and, and his voice is so monotone. And yeah, right. I love him for that. But, you know, he, he ha- straightforward and, and the same with everybody, you know, he's not going to go, oh my God, look what you've got. Totally. So, um, yeah. And he, he kind of scared me at first. And then he was like, are you sitting down? Do you want to do this now? Or do you want to do this later, Peter? You're like, geez, can you just tell me the freaking, what do you do? What, just go. I was like, just tell me everything now. So he told me everything. And yeah, we were just 
super, super happy. So yeah, it's so going to How many do you have like embryos? Like they are ready to go in if you want to put them in. We have a lot, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot. I could have a full soccer team if I really wanted to. Yeah. But, and hopefully I do. I mean, that's the thing. I was like, oh my God, what do we do with the rest? Like, there's a lot. What do we do? There, there are one step at a time, baby. One step at a time. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? You can be like, oh, let's try for a girl and let's put two in there. Or let's, I mean, you can do like. Yeah, you can do. And when, yeah, I loved, I really did love finding out the sex um of the babies just because it was you know I now can sort of plan and you know I like to plan now because I'm I well I just turned 36 so um I, I feel, feel like I'm in that stage of life I'm not just like a, oh yeah let's just try see what happens yeah so I feel I feel good about now that we have a plan moving forward you know <laughs> oh my gosh okay so do we have I know you're saving you know uh, you can probably only say certain things but like is there a time, like, do you want to try soon? Are we going to try to have babies soon or? Yeah. So that's, I'm just like kind of in the stage of preparing my body as you would know yes. for um, implantation coming up. I haven't got a, a set date yet because that obviously goes by like how you're progressing. Right. How you're progressing, progressing, um, you know, your, your uterus lining, you know, that always has to be thick and good and blood has to be good. So it's kind of like a day by day thing. It literally is. You're in there every day, blood drawn, doing ultrasounds. How's your uterus? How's the blood? How are your levels? How the dick? The dick? Like everything has, it is so, I was going through it and I'm like, it's so insane to like the T that they know when and how to like. No, the, the science behind it is absolutely amazing. Like they were also telling me, um, you know, why the other eggs didn't meet the criteria, why they didn't grow right, um, you know, what they would have become if I were to get pregnant with those eggs. Um, you know, it's so fascinating and they can tell so many different things, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I can now say that I have babies that are genetically perfect and I can move forward knowing that, you know, I'm going to have a healthy baby. Yeah. So you know, that, that brings so much peace to me because I do believe that the other ones were bad eggs. I For do. Sure. Yeah. And that's what you have to always think. Cause I've had a lot of miscarriages too, actually yeah. pre getting pregnant. So they said you're never going to get pregnant naturally. So I did all the IUIs not working. They said, do the IVF, did the IVFs. You know how it is blood drawn every other day, ultrasounds, this pregnant, not pregnant, pregnant, not pregnant. I think after the second one of IVF, second one, I was pregnant, not pregnant. And my husband and I were just sitting there and we're like, this is too much. Like a hundred billion shots in my stomach. I'm like crying over a Tic Tac commercial. Like this does not need more hormones. Okay. <laughs> At all. So we're like, fuck this. Like we need a break. We, this is too much. We booked last minute Hawaii, went to Hawaii and we got there and we've been to this place many times and we get there and every asshole around me is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is this a joke? This is a joke. And literally like the second day in, I was like, I don't want to stay here anymore. 
this isn't cool. But yeah. and we're like, we're here. And you know, with IVF and retreat, all that stuff, you can't eat this. You can't drink. You can't, ba -ba, da -da -da -da. Yeah. but they're like, by the way, relax, relax. <laughs> yeah. Just relax. Yeah. Just relax. You have to do everything on a time schedule and you have two hours to do this shot and then two hours to do this and then this, and you can't eat anything, but take it easy and relax, you know, think, think positive. I love yeah. that. I'm like, ah, that, how about that? Okay. So we yeah. go get shit can. I don't remember half of the nights there. Okay. That's how much I drank. <laughs> Came back to start the third round of IVF. So you did three so you took your eggs out and then you put one in, didn't work, another one in. The first time I did two, but my eggs, which is why I'm so excited for you, even more excited for you on many levels. My eggs were like, I didn't even have an A. Mine were all B, C, and crap and crap and crap. Oh, okay, okay. But like we did the egg retrieval and like, you know what it is to go do the egg retrieval and all the hormones, we got nada. We got like 14 maybe and then like you go you only slice half of them off right right I mean we were lucky to get I don't know three or four and they were not even good eggs but we're like we got to try and I'm like just shove them in at this point I'm like oh my god what if I had like three but like nothing was sticking mm. so then we're like we'll do it again and then it didn't stick, right? But again, we didn't have the amazing, glorious, fabulous, strong, healthy ones like you have. Mm -hmm. So we came back and they're like, hey, you know, third day of your period, you come in and we start it all again. And I'm like, where's my period? Where's my period? Where's my period? And they're like, well, come in, let's just do like a test. And I'm like, this is stupid. Why are we doing a blood pregnancy test? Oh and they're my like, God. oh, well, you're pregnant. And I'm like, excuse me? Remember when you said a bazillion dollars ago and a bazillion shots ago and a bazillion blood drawns and ultrasounds ago that I couldn't get pregnant naturally. And that was it. Pregnant naturally. Wow. That's what they say though. And I, I, a lot of people have said that to me, like I've got people that my, my neighbors who have gone to Dr. Surrey and they're like, yeah, we got pregnant naturally after when we stopped trying. And is that, do you think, because your body is so now boosted with hormones and like, it's just more normal? I think it's a combination of things. I think it's your body is weeding out the bad, first of all. So those eggs that you lost and you're like, this is at least what I thought to like get through it. The ones that didn't make it were the ones that w shouldn't have made it. Like you yeah, were saying. I agree. Something would have been not good. Yeah. As hard as it is to find out, a couple weeks, a month, two months, three months after the fact, yeah. think about how much harder it would have been when you actually had the baby, right? 100%. So yeah. you want that strong one. I think that was your body's way of being smart enough to be like, this one wouldn't have been a good one for you, right? And I think it's just your way, your body's way of like gearing up again for the good one. So it's like, we got on the bike, we fell off. We got on the bike, we fell off. But you know what? Now when we get on the bike, we're freaking jamming and we're pedaling and we're going to win the Mirabal, okay? We're going to win. Like, this is the winner. Oh so, my gosh, yes. You wow, know, that's amazing. You know, you have to, but then you know what? Pregnant naturally with that one. And I swear to God, I said sex. And I even looked at him and I was pregnant again with my second one naturally, like this. 
oh my gosh. And they're beautiful, healthy babies. Oh my gosh. Four and three. They, so, wow. that and is- now, yeah. And now it's funny with you because I'm like, do I want another one? Yeah. What's it going to be like? You know, and by the way, when you're trying to go and get pregnant and like you said, you flew across the world on, because I had six hours left <laughs> in my ovulation. I literally flew to Europe to catch an hour and it was crazy. Yeah. What kind of fun and goodness and all that is going to happen? I mean, it's just like, <gasps> I know, I know. You know Oh, do you know, we were laying, this is how crazy I was. I read the elephants, okay? Elephants with their trunk up. The trunk has to be up, not sideways, not down. I lined my whole house with elephants with their trunk up, okay? It says, if you lay a certain way in bed, not normal, east to west, west to east, you do this. I did everything. Oh my God. How relaxed are you when you're like, Okay, honey, get yeah. a boner, get excited. We're going to have sex because in five hours, we can't, it doesn't work anymore. Like you know, It really takes the, the passion out of it. And I, I didn't want to do that. And I feel like the first couple of months after my first miscarriage, I was like, babe, let's go now. And it just wasn't nice. It wasn't how I wanted to do it. It wasn't how he wanted to do it, you know? And I didn't want to be like one of those movie characters that are just like come on honey i'm i'm my temperature right right i want to be like that but the first couple of months i admit i was but 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 everybody is it's not you it's everybody and then at the same time they're like but don't stress relax how the hell and by the way i can't drink okay let me go through this sober well we've also gone through some periods of no sex like um oh before my eggs were drawn, no sex for like 10 days or something, uh-huh. and then, or maybe two weeks. And then coming up now, when I start progesterone shots soon, it's going to be a no sex again. <laughs> so. That's the thing, because they have to save it up. They have to get the best, the most, the strong. I mean, it is insanity. Yeah. So I appreciate not only because I've been through it, but like people don't know this. And no. don't know the madness that you're going through. And by the way, not only that, to go, you have to drive from wherever you're driving to into the clinic every other day or all the time to get your blood drawn, to get a freaking ultrasound, to do this, to test this. I mean, yeah, it is. But I look around the room and, you know, there's, it, it comforted me almost to see so many women there. And I was like, oh my God, like, it's not just me, you know? And there was so many women sitting like, dotted around the room and there was tissue boxes in each corner and you know signs please don't bring your children like it hit me hard the first time I went in there I was like oh my god we're doing it like this is it I'm in an IVF office like I never thought I would be here but it also like brought me comfort to know that like women of all ages all ethnicities were coming in and out and I was like oh okay I'm where I'm meant to be like it's fine totally is it hard you know what I was thinking about because you know, I know you're a great friend with Sharna, right? Yeah. And, I, you know, because for me, like the whole trip to Hawaii, normally yeah. I'm like, oh, look at that pregnant woman. Like, that's so beautiful. And like, then I was like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You know, I don't want to, I couldn't do it. So you're not going to do it. Yeah. So it, 
you know, seeing things like that. And again, I know she's like your best friend and I know you're so happy for her, but like, I was also thinking, is that tough? Like you want to be that you want to be the pregnant one. I think though that I had, um, made my decision already that I was going to go on this journey. And I feel like I was so happy with that and fine with it that, you know, she's also my best friend and she's been this for years as well so there was honestly like I can say not an ounce of jealousy maybe I would look and just be like a little envious but there was no none of those terrible feelings would come up because she's just so happy and such I knew she was going to be such a good mom and like it was just perfect for her and Brian um I will say seeing other kids though especially little girls like running in the street or like at, at a cafe in Malibu, like that would like just make me sad. But yeah, it hit you. Yeah, it would hit me here, but it like wouldn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't get those terrible, you know, oh my God, I hate her. Like I, yeah. Well, I you're know. a lot nicer than I am. I'm no. like, bitch, I hate you. Don't look at me. You know, I, I don't want to see your face. I don't want to see your beautiful belly. Like get out of my sight, right? So you clearly, you're like, you want a girl. I would love a girl. Yes, we would love a girl. He is dying for a girl. Um, I probably won't ever see her. He's just going to kidnap her and that's going to be it. So that, you know what? My first is a boy and our second is a girl. That's perfect. And she is a crazy, crazy little bitch. Like she is. I've heard things, not about your daughter, but. No, I'm sure you've heard things about her too. (laughs) about little girls in general that they're toughest until they turn a certain age you know well they you know what someone told me which I feel like is true and you can attest because you have a boy that boys break your home but girls break your heart yeah I can see that I mean yeah he does he's he runs a muck in here I mean it's it's like I've got four boys with this one it's insane you, you look at Max and your boy, you're like, I have two kids that I'm taking care of all the time, right? Like my husband had back surgery. I'm like, I have three kids now. What am I doing right now? Like, it's tough. how is this happening right now? But, but you know what? But they I, said like more than two is easier because I feel like two could be hard for a little minute, but then like the third one comes around and it would feel like they have friends and, you know, I don't know. So you do you, how many ideally if you could like perfectly plan it how many ideally would you want if I could perfectly have everything that I wanted I would have a girl and then I would have finish off with a boy so three three maybe yeah. four if I'm like you know, I don't know where we would be I don't know where we're living like I have no idea that who part. cares you know what think about people we're so lucky to have what we have people with much less right? Have a hundred kids. And I always think that, absolutely. you know, it's, it's, and, and I had Brian on actually on side piece because nice. I was psycho. Like as much as I was dancing with the stars for how, I mean, she's, how long have you guys been on dancing with the stars? I mean, we just had the 30th, Thir- 30 seasons. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, as long as I've been like, that's my jam, 90210 was like my jam. And I was like, I, so I had probably at that point, like 70 guests maybe by the time Brian came on, 
I was like going around the house, like I'm having David Silver on. I'm having David Silver on. I'm, I wore my Beverly Hills shirt. I was just like, and at the time my nanny, oh, my nanny was like young and she's like nine or two. And I, and I literally was almost like, I'm probably going to fire you because you don't even know who this is. Okay. Don't ever say that again to me. <laughs> don't ever say that again. And he was so dope. He was so sweet and nice, nice and loving and cool. He was like, you should come over and like meet the baby and like all this. And just like such a sweet, cause I love just, I love doing this because I love meeting cool people. Yeah. And for me, it's not about like the tea. It's like, I want to meet cool people and I love the relationships that I build afterwards. And like, so he and I have kept in touch. I got him like a personalized jaws and star Trek little thing. Mm -hmm. Cause that's like his jam, you know, it's just like these that's cool people. So then yeah. when you came up for a million reasons, but then seeing your journey and like how you're going through this and by the way, dealing with a bait, like a boy still at the house, like it's, yeah. Well, it's the time a lot. About that was when I had the COVID cause that's when I had to call the ambulance cause I couldn't look after him. I couldn't, I couldn't make him food I had no energy I was on the floor dead and that's when I called Max and I said I can't do this anymore I'm calling an ambulance he's like call it now my breathing started to go funny I was having like a panic attack type of thing which I I don't get anxiety attacks or panic attacks I don't do that stuff um but this was just on another level um it's all because I was pregnant and I couldn't my body couldn't figure it out both. yeah so now we're going, we're getting ready up for the implantation. Yes. Yes. So right now I'm on one injection. I'm on the S-Trace. I'm on that baby aspirin. Um, and yeah, oh, I can check back in with you a little bit later to see how we're doing. <laughs> oh my God. And here's the thing, just go into it and just know, like you are so lucky. You have all those amazing, amazing, strong healthy embryos yeah. just waiting for you. So, you know, God forbid the first doesn't, you know what you do it. It's not fun. And it delays it a little bit, but like, right. To yep. know you have all this, you have a bank. Yep. I know. And I got, I have to go into it being positive, but also, you know, I'm a realist as well. Like I'm always thinking on both sides. So yeah, I'm going to go in with the highest of hopes and everything, but also this is, you know, this is science that we're doing. We're not doing this completely natural. So anything can happen, but you know, they have such a great success, right? I mean, they're huge. They're the best. It's, it's in the late eighties, early nineties success rate. So, I mean, you know, they're fantastic. And anybody that I'm like, there's so many people, like my husband's in, in the entertainment industry, like he sells TV shows and he runs WME sports department. So oh, wow. like a lot of his, like we know, so not even just us, but obviously we got referred from his clients. Mm -hmm. We've talked to everybody about it. Like that place is the jam. I mean, if you want to have a baby. Sorry, you go. No, go, please go. No, I was, I was just going to say that that was the other thing because I found out that 
sometimes paparazzi are outside because I believed, I think one of the Kardashian sisters was there one time too. So they know about the place, they know about Dr. Sari and I really didn't want to get caught there. Right. Like my team was like, the last thing you want is somebody else to tell your story before you're ready. Cause that right. was when I was being super secretive. I didn't know if I wanted to let anything out. And they're like, listen, it's probably best that you say something, you know, just in case also. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't want anybody like capturing me going in there and saying things that might not be true or, you know. Totally. Well, and the good thing is you can park in that garage. Yes. I love that garage. <laughs> so it's hidden, right? And yeah. then essentially, if they don't have a little back area, essentially you throw on a, a hat and a glasses and a mask and you just like, Literally, it's just turning the corner into that thing. That's what I do. And they have that security guard, you yeah. know, that's right there who's so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, they've been down this road. You should ask if they have a little back thing. I mean, now it's, I don't, I know, it, you know, because it's all out. But, you know, in the beginning, I was a little wary, but, you know. I guess you always have to be right. And like, that's the problem with you guys. Like you are out there because of what you do, which is amazing, but then you're also out there. Right. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not saying I'm super famous or anything like that, but it was just like a personal, it's a personal journey. Do you know? It's huge. I'm not getting your teeth freaking cleaned here. I mean, (laughs) and it's an emotional one. I mean, is there anything more emotional than getting stuck with hormones every second trying to have a baby, not having a baby. Try, I mean, it's like insanity. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Dumb and Dumber, our husbands, who are like doing rock shows after we're drugged up. And we're like, can you just get me home so I can lay down and like enjoy my meds and relaxation for like... Totally. I was like, when I woke up, I mean, it was so funny. I was, they take you into the operating room, as you know, all of a sudden... I was talking, there were so many doctors in there. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, legs up in stirrups. <laughs> yeah. So embarrassing. I just think the time, like the, the minute, the second that I, I fall asleep, you know, and then I wake up with my legs together and I've done it all. I'm just like, oh my God, this is just. So h- how many people were up there? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, a lot of people. And by the way, I remember the first time before I was like about to go out, they're like counting. I literally was like counting and I was like, how many people are actually going to like see my vagina? And then I remember being out. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> I was, I, that's the first thing I woke up and thought I was like, oh my God, everybody saw everything. <laughs> you know? And I mean, they're so used to it. They do like, I don't know, probably 10 a day or something. Totally. It's like, a, I always, like, I always wonder those things. Like when it's like a, a gynecologist is like, calm. I'm like, how many vaginas do they actually see? And I'm making a big deal out of mine. Like, it's not like, you know, know. laced in gold. Like we're not talking about anything. <laughs> Just a vagina. <laughs> so you're good though. You're feeling good. I'm feeling good. I am. I'm just happy and I'm content and just, I'm good. Yeah. Thank Do you have like family here? So right now my mom is actually in the kitchen over there. She flew in from Australia for three weeks. So no, it's so nice um, having her. She hasn't been here obviously with the pandemic for two and a half years. So 
yeah, it's just really nice. I have her here and she leaves soon and um, that's it. Well, listen, I know your best friend just had a baby and they're, and, and by the way, this isn't like Brian's like been through this rodeo before, like she's never been through this. So it's a lot more for a first time. By the way, we're the ones that do it all anyway. Okay. So let's not give guys any credit here. Okay. It's our boob. It's our vagina. It's everything. Yep. You went through it. All the ones that weren't supposed to make it are done. And now you have the healthy, beautiful, amazing ones that are waiting for you. Thank you. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Beyond. Thank you so much for your time and everything. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S I D E P I E C E S H O W. At Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.